Did you know Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to increase the size of almost all your orders? Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks, no coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, or Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrades, cross-sales, or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you could boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Now, hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you could do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion at an average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this year. To get this special offer, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. Welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I was thinking, in the last several months, there's been a theme on this show where we tell you, you need to build a community. And part of it's because it it's not that you should not have built a community in the past. It's that now community is more important and more attractive in the wake of iOS 14.5 uh, update and what it did to the cost uh, and uh of, of paid advertising and your return on ad spend. Certainly people have seen it become more difficult and take a dip. And so it is helpful to be able uh, to offset that to, to, to juice those ROAS numbers when you are building an engaged audience and having a community is the way to do that. And it is a, also a, it can be a, a rewarding and satisfying thing to do, but there's a catch. It is super easy for me to say, you should build a community. And then the follow-up is, how? How do I build a community? And then that's when I go, I don't know, right? It's not an easy or obvious thing to most people. And, you know, certainly not to me. Um, I think I, you know, I, we have a, a Facebook group for this podcast with, with 4,000 members. A lucky accident. I did just, I started a Facebook group several years ago. And then that was, I feel like a lot of my successes, I just kind of tried something and got lucky. But fortunately... We have someone who has come up with a, a standard operating procedure, it sounds like, for developing a community, a systematized approach based on uh, a very successful business that used this approach. Alicia Reynoso is joining us, and she has uh, a business, challengemakers.com. She has recently exited a, another very successful business, and so I would love to have her talk to us about it. But first, uh, Alicia, well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, hey, Kirk. I'm super excited to be here. How long, when did you start selling online? Yeah, so I got started selling online back in 2014. Um, I started on Amazon FBA, just private labeling. Uh, that was like my model for a little bit. But when I started my brand, my goal from the very beginning was to kind of was to create a brand, not just products that I was selling. Um, and for, since starting on Amazon in 2014, we were growing and growing. And then around 2018, that's when I actually spoke with Ezra Firestone. And he was like, hey, you know, you can sell your business one day. And I was Check like, that's nasty. a thing that... 
<laughs> that's Ezra. <laughs> yeah, you have that? You have Ezra? The te- cool. Yeah, the Tech Nasty tech sound nasty. drop. That, that's Ezra. Tech that's, Nasty. Yeah, that's him. That's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one that actually like said, like, hey, you know, you could sell this one day. Um, and I was like, that's really cool. I didn't know that was a thing that people were doing. So from 2018 onward uh that's when i got serious and we focused really hard on shopify and diversifying our revenue and um and yeah that was like the the kind of the start F- amazon fb in 2014 but got really serious on shopify and eventually we were able to split our revenue 50 50 between amazon and shopify in that time period and where did it go from there yeah, so um, 2018, that's when we got serious about Shopify. Uh, that's when we learned Facebook ads. Uh, a huge part of that was uh, through the help of Ezra, Ezra Firestone. We were able to learn our Facebook ads. We got that um, nailed down. But then that's when we really realized that we were kind of at this plateau. It was around like 2019. Like We felt like we had just plateaued with our growth of um, Amazon and Shopify. Uh, we hadn't at at that point we hadn't diversified our revenue 50/50. We were still very heavy 80% Amazon, 20% Shopify. Um, and so that's when I realized that um, in order to keep growing, like we really needed to change something. So it was like at the end of 2019 that I realized that this whole time I wanted to create this brand that would remind people to live their life with infinite possibilities, to go chase after their dreams. Uh, we were like a health and wellness focused. Um, and then early or end of 2019, that's when I realized we really had no idea who our customers were. We weren't conveying our message whatsoever. You know, we were just kind of selling products and getting people in our door. And then that was kind of that. Um, so at the end of 2019, I realized we could totally change this up. And I launched our challenge, a 60-day challenge in January of 2020. Um, and that was the start of our community. And that's when 2020 was the very first year that we hit eight figures. Whoa. So how did this... So what do we think the impact of this this community effort was? Yeah, so before that, before our community, the biggest things, just real quick, like a bird's eye view of the total impact that this challenge had and our community had, um, it was able to triple our revenue. We were able to increase our customer lifetime value by 45%. So from 2020 to 2021, they were spending 45% more with us uh, because of this community and this experience that we had created with them. Uh, so triple revenue, increased customer lifetime value. We were able to generate a, a bunch of user-generated content, which like before we ever had our community, we had real no strategic method of getting user-generated content. We would just kind of email our customers and beg them and be like, hey, can you can you like send us a video with our product? Um, we had like no way of getting that kind of content. Um, it also gave us a really cool roadmap. So before this, like I said, we didn't actually know who our customers were. Uh, We thought we did, but we weren't quite sure. Um, And so by getting to know them at this deep or more intimate level throughout our community, we were able to build a roadmap of what products they wanted, what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, And that was like a huge asset that we were able to present our buyers when we eventually sold like, hey, like here's your five-year game plan. Um, So that's kind of like a bird's eye view of what the total impact that this challenge had and our community had for our business. So I I knew community is important and powerful. The way you painted it, it sounds like significantly more uh, value to the the business than I realized because you said it exploded customer lifetime value hugely. And you were able to 
connect with with customers on a deeper level that enabled you to to better understand them and in doing so better serve them where you're like these are the products that are missing this is what they this is what they want from us and you were able to deliver that and of course then it, everyone wins right you're delivering value both ways for for the business for the customer and then ultimately that led to uh, you were able to 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 sell this business um, for a a handsome <laughs> enviable sum it sounds like I've always been saying build a community, build a community. And here I hear you saying like challenge and community almost interchangeably. So walk me through that idea. Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, it was back in 2019, like I said, when I realized that we were really missing something. That's when I thought all of these e-commerce people just had the secret sauce that we were missing. Um, And that's when I just completely changed my mindset of just like, you know, how can I help? What can I do? What can I create that's going to take our customers from point A to point B without them even having to pay us. You know, what is some, what is an experience that I could create for them? Um, because all of our customers come to us for something. They have problems that they're looking to solve. Um, so we had like an obvious problem that they were looking to solve, but deep down uh, they had all these internal struggles and, and bigger things that they were going through uh, that's going to help that that's in their way of getting to point B, you know? Um, so I spent like, I don't know, a whole week, I bought this big whiteboard, put it on my wall, and I just wrote our customer. I'm like, okay, here's our customer. These are their pain points. Um, this is where they are. This is what they want, where they wanna be. Here are their objections, and what am I gonna do to get them to point B? Like, what can I create? And so I was in charge of like all of our marketing, design, photography, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I could do, I could create, you know, recipes, I could create videos, I could create guides, I could create all of these things. And I got super excited. I was going to put it in our email flows, our ads, I was going to do all of these things, all these assets uh, that would be free, you know, for our customers to do, to experience, to like get to that point B. Um, but then I realized that, you know, I was just a team of one, like we were a very small team of three. Um, it was my boyfriend, me, and our best friend that ran customer service. Um, so being able to create assets like this or to dive into this big project was just unrealistic. Um, so then I kind of got discouraged and I was like, well, what else could I do that's going to take our customer from point A to point B? And how can I do that as a one woman team in my creative department? Um, and that's when I thought of bundling it all into a challenge. And so that's how like the 60 day challenge concept was developed. Um, and uh, the whole idea behind it and why like I associate challenge and community is I launched a Facebook group January 5th, 2020. I'll never forget. I was so scared. I like made a video January of myself. January 5th, 2020? Like, 2020. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, oh you, you, were, you did not know what was about to come at that point. Oh, no, no, not at all. And that's actually like, what's crazy is like it was creepy, scary, good timing in that sense, because that's like when the whole world... Um, in March, you know, like was looking for community and I just had one ready for you, you know, like I had built it since January. Um, so it was, it was scary good timing in that sense. Uh, but I firmly believe that communities are still the way of the future. But yeah, no, backing up a little bit. I launched in January 2020. I was super nervous. I was like, was anyone going to like this? Are they going to understand the concept? Um, and in the first challenge, I had several hundred people register for the challenge. Um, so the whole concept of it was a 60 day, they pledged to do something for 60 days, but then alongside that and why our, our engagement, cause we eventually, by the time I sold, we ended up having about 16,000 members in our group. Um, and by, and, but to keep that engagement high is, um, I would have a core challenge that they would be pledging to, 
but supplemented with weekly focuses. So after like I went through that whole process of writing on the whiteboard, here's our customers, here's their problems, here's where they need to go, and here's the objections, um, I was able to come up with all of the things that, that our customer needed to learn and to experience to be successful in life and in those problems, but also with our products. Um, and so that was like the biggest thing, like we were a health and wellness brand. So I had like weekly focuses on self-love, on confidence building, on, on gratitude week, on fitness, um, all these types of things that, that that's really what our customer was looking to achieve when they came to us in the first place, you know, our product. And that was like, sorry, I get, I get so scrambled cause I get so excited talking about this. It's just really cool. Um, but that's just like when I realized our product really wasn't the solution, you know, it's just one of the tools that's going to help them and all of these things that we're going to teach them and, and walk them through without throughout the 60 days, that's what's going to make them successful. And when somebody's successful with you as a brand and with you as with your products, then they come back. They turn into loyal raving fans because like you actually changed their life. Um, so that's the cool part. There's a, a lot of uh, gold to unpack there. I think one of the you know, one of the things I, I often ask people when trying to help them, you know, when doing business therapy with their store is, you know, what do you wish all your customers knew? And uh, what do you wish all your customers knew that would, would make them successful with your product, make them have great experiences with it? And you know, depending on what the product is, this can have wide ranging answers, but it sounds like you found a way uh, through a challenge is really like, okay, you are, you're aligning goals where, you know, you know the the problem that your customer wants to solve and that your product solves and like they overlap. Okay. But then how do you get them there? There is more to, you know, whatever the problem is in your life, there's more to it than just I threw money at it, right? I I I I bought a a product, it showed up, now what? And so you knew, you figured out, all right, here is all those other things and here's the objections that people have and here's how we over help them teach them to overcome those objections and then you presented it all to them as this is it is free education it is community which gives you support um and your approach very clearly holistic you know you said hey they have to learn uh uh compassion you know self-love or self-care and uh it, that's that whole broader holistic view is I think what creates the success and for the customer, and then that becomes shared success, and they they end up uh, grateful to you. Right, exactly, and that was like, I I don't know, it just it kind of blew my mind because I didn't expect it to be um, as successful as it was, and then but because of it, like everything else gets easier. You know, our ads got easier, our email marketing got easier, our our social media we never had organic engagement like i don't know why like we tried so hard on facebook and instagram to get people to engage and like that got easier and and better and people were, were it was like this halo effect that that had happened um where every marketing avenue in our ecosystem was just easier you know i had all this i had an endless amount of content uh from our facebook group that i honestly i probably only tapped into about a tenth 
of the user-generated content that was produced because people constantly were posting videos of them with our products and how their lives had like truly been changed because like they went through a whole experience and and like those videos just were like the the best performing Facebook ads. Uh, we had like, we put them in emails and blog posts and stuff like that. So everything just got easier because you didn't have to think and plan and come up with things like your community create. They showed all you your marketing. what they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? Well, you could make a deal with the devil. Can you believe it? All I had to do was give him my soul. <laughs> or you could just use Zipify One Click Upsell, created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store entrusted by over 8,200 Shopify merchants. One Click Upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. Plus, it's got mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder one-click upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10 to 15% more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt, that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T, and... To get an unadvertised bonus, email help at zipify.com and ask for the tech nasty bonus. Tech nasty. So you had, uh, you mentioned UGC, user generated content. And so there's one thing we talked about this on the podcast recently is, is video has become the default medium, communication medium of the internet. And yeah, making video, not the easiest thing. People are resistant to it. Making video for yourself, for your own brand, especially when you're new to it, really, you know, uh, easy to be self-conscious. It's hard to do. It's easy to procrastinate and then just not do it. Yeah. And yeah. it's probably never going to be as impactful, especially for a new customer, a new visit, new prospective customer as user-generated content where a, a customer who's not trying to sell anything to anybody, says, I bought this product, here's what it did for me, here's why I love it. I mean, there's just tremendous word of mouth marketing there, and that is worth so much more than you, the owner of the brand, telling me how great your product is and why I should buy it. And certainly, like, there's value there too, but the UGC, man, that stuff is really, that converts well. Um, but getting it can be tough, right? It could be like, pulling teeth and so that's like what i was saying i was i used to just like email people like please like here i'll send you something like just make a video and it was like so hard to get content like that it is tough what do you think is different here in the the facebook group that they're you've aligned the goals and they're, they're proud to share it oh yeah yeah that's the biggest thing and um like i told you when i launched in january i was so nervous <laughs> and i had never done live videos i never like i i had done like product demo videos and stuff like that and like certainly my face had been in the brand or whatever um but i was just openly vulnerable with the community like hey guys this is me stepping outside of my comfort zone to be you know with you guys we're gonna go on this shared experience together 
Um, and then, you know, from me stepping outside of my comfort zone, it made other people step outside of theirs. And it was kind of like a snowball effect, um, where then they would see each other be posted. And, um, you just create this kind of context within the group that they feel safe and excited. Um, and also how I would reward people. Cause we had like weekly meetings where I would, I'd give out prizes and stuff like that. And I was very generous about the awards when it came to user generated content and, and they kind of knew that. And so then it would encourage more and more people to want to share. Um, and then just exactly that when, when somebody goes through an experience, um, and, and, and you can, you can help them solve a problem that they've been trying to solve for so long, you know, they're way more inclined to make a video and then they're comfortable making a video because they know what to say, you know, like they just talk about their experience where, whereas if you were just to ask your customers to make a, a, a video on, about your product, it's like, well, yeah, your product's cool, but then maybe they just don't feel as inclined because they don't have this experience to talk about. So when you can like change the script, from just an experience instead of product description, like it's a more effective ad anyways, or more effective video because it's, uh, it's an experience, um, then, and it's easier for them to film yeah. than just trying to like talk, talk about it. It sounds like the difference is one is a book report. The other is a testimonial, right? I don't yeah. want the book report. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great way. Great way to put it. Um, and, and it just, we cultivated that community where, you know, people felt comfortable seeing heard you know I met with them weekly and I and I talked to them one-on-one -on -one and would read their comments and remember their names and remember their husband's names their dog's names and like I actually I genuinely spent the time to like really care for them and like and then they could tell and so they felt you know more inclined to return the favor in, in that sense if that makes sense yeah well there's there's authenticity there there's real relationships there's these are things that are are and should be difficult to fake you know, if you could fake authentic relationships, I'm sure there's people that could do it. I don't know that I want to be their friend, right? But if no, it, it makes it easier when it when it's real and authentic and from the heart. And I think most people could pick up on it when it is and know the difference. And you know, early you said you know, one of the the value in this is it helped you know the customers, and so you were able to make you know, everything about what you did became so much more relevant and then thusly impactful and. Um, and profitable for the business because it was exactly what they wanted. When you said, oh, you know, we got to know our customers, I pictured something more removed. You literally, you're like, I, I knew them as people. Like we had relationships. I, and so there's, there isn't a shortcut here. Like you had to put in the effort. No, it's real. It's, a, it's real relationships that you're building with people. Um, but I mean, just to like reiterate, you know, we were a small team of three running an eight figure brand. Like we packaged our own orders too, cause we were crazy. Um, we like had so much on our plate that like I didn't have the time to, to do a lot more than just an hour of my weekly live video. You know, that was like the cool part of, of it is that we were able to build very strong, intimate relationships with these people. Uh, with really not anything more than an hour, it was 30 to 45 minutes a week that I'd go live with them. And then I would do like one post a week. Like I, there wasn't, mm. I didn't have to post every day. Um, I wasn't showing up. Um, like we would comment and offer encouragement, of course, uh, and like, great job. You did so good today. But like, um, I couldn't have something that was too time consuming. And so with this method and, and how I was able to structure it, I was able to build those real relationships and actually get to know them, um, but still have all the million other things that I had to do uh, for our brand as well. If you had to do it over again, do you think you would have outsourced some of those other responsibilities and then 
to free you up to focus more or do you think everything worked out the way it should have? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we, the thing is we knew we wanted to sell. That was the goal. That's been the goal since 2018. So we were like, let's just, it, it wasn't sustainable if it was going to be like a, like everything we did, the group super easy, but everything that we did and packaging our own orders, I ran our Facebook ads. I did our email marketing, all that kind of stuff. Definitely not sustainable. Uh, for the long call. So you were, and I would have. Uh, you were in a, a sprint. Uh, a, a, you yeah, you were sprinting. You knew it wasn't sustainable, but you were going to go to like a hundred percent of your capacity temporarily, knowing that that would max out profitability and make the business look, you know, lean and attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and I and, and I loved it. You know, I was. I was happy doing doing it, and um, like I said, those last two years being the most fulfilling. Um, you know, it was it was fun. It was fun to just hustle like that. But yeah, if I could, and when we you know potentially launch a, a future brand, um, we'll definitely outsource a lot more of like of maybe like get more agencies and get more people on board to help. Um, but the community aspect of it. Uh, I, I wouldn't outsource that, um, the person, the face doing the, the community as far as, you know, I, just cause I thoroughly enjoyed actually like really getting to know my customers and talking to them uh, on that intimate level. However, I did have like our customer service, my friend, she was in there helping comment and, you know, offer encouragement and support to the group. You can definitely outsource that and then just go live, you know, once once a week with your group. And I just, I just always firmly encourage those. The brands are doing it to, to, to do the value videos. If you, if you like want, cause it's just fun. And, and like, for me at least like to get to know the customers and stuff. So I, I wouldn't outsource that part. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that's a, a smart sentiment, a wise move. Uh, talk to me about live video, right? I've not done, I have not messed with live video. I think you know, since, since 2020. And it was always, it was like, I was a guest on other people's live videos, right? Um, so walk me through the, the concept and the advantage there with live video versus like, you know, you record yourself and edit it and post that, you know, that there's quite a difference there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing is when your customers feel seen, heard, and, you know, connected, it, the, the loyalty that you can build, um, is just is just incredible. So that was like my my thought process on live videos was um, I was able to get you know instant feedback from them how they were doing how they felt about this that week's focus that week's little mini challenge that we did um, what they're looking forward to any struggles that they have as well as they were able to ask me like lifetime questions about our products and you know the sales that were going on or when the next sale would be. So it's not only just like relationship building community building, um, but it's also like they were very profitable too, you know, cause then people would ask and I'd like leave notes and be like, Hey, we have this sale going on. Um, and I was able to talk about those kind of things, but, but yeah, I just think, you know, when your customers feel seen and feel heard, um, especially by a face of the brand, they're like, man, this brand is so cool. <laughs> you know, they like, they really care. Um, so when they ask you those questions and, um, of course our group did get, um, really big like one live video we had 11,000 comments Whoa. and you just can't resp- you just can't respond to every comment <laughs> you know as much as you'd like to try um but uh, you still stay engaged and you and you look back and forth and say like hey you know hey Kim how are you doing so good to see you here um but then you have to still go about your topics and stuff but they the live videos just brought a lot of um 
loyalty, you know, to the whole experience. Is it a skill? For sure. Like, was it something you think you like you practice and got better at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I was so nervous at first. Uh, for the first, I don't know, three months, I'd never done anything like that. But it was all just learning experience. And the, the coolest part, and that is what I tell my, my new clients I'm working with on building their challenges, is like if they've never done a live video, your first challenge that you do, if you let your com community know that they are the pioneers, that they are like building this incredible thing with you. Um, so that's what I did on accident. I didn't realize I was doing this for my very first challenge. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I just, let's meet weekly, let's do these things. And like, what do you guys think? And I had asked them, like, you guys are designing this. Um, this is your community and just very much make it all about them and ask them like, for real time feedback of what they're thinking. Like there are members, we've done 10 60 day challenges and there's a, a huge amount of the members from the very first challenge that have done every single one. They just keep coming back because they built it and they, they feel that sense of ownership. Um, so even though like going live was like, at least for me, I had to learn how to do it, um, learning how to do it vulnerably and, you know, letting that first round of the community know, like, we're doing this together. That just like solidified my first batch of troops, you know, for my little army that I had built. Um, so then when new members joined, this little army uh, would be like, hey, this is what this is how this group works. You know, Alicia goes live once a week. We have little challenges. And, and so I didn't have to go in there and do a whole lot of work because I had my little troops, you know, that you help recruit and build in your first challenge. When you, so when you started this in, in January, two years ago, you hadn't done anything like this before. And mm -hmm. so how, was there a moment where you, you knew like, okay, this is, this is working. This is going to work and I need to keep going. Yeah. The first week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was, yeah. It was like, it was instantly, um, I posted my little welcome video and I emailed our, our, um, our email list and said, Hey, come join. And then I was, I went out to the warehouse and was packaging orders to distract myself. Uh, like I didn't want to be disappointed that you know, people who weren't interested sitting there just hitting refresh. Yeah. Like, come on, join my, join my challenge. Yeah. I was, I was so nervous, but then like 30, 30 minutes in or so of, of packaging orders, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And I had to look and like already like several dozen of people have joined and they're pledging and they're excited. Um, and then within the first week when I did my first live video and people were asking about our products and how they've always loved our products, but how now they're so excited to be able to bond and communicate and connect with us in this way. Um, I was like, whoa, this is, this is really cool because <laughs> now I can like actually talk to them and get their feedback. And uh, yeah, that, that first week I knew, I didn't know exactly that we would just keep repeating it. You know, I was like, should we do a different kind of challenge? Should we do, what should we do with this Facebook group now that we built up a few hundred people? Um, and then I just realized you can just keep repeating it. And, um, but that's the cool part is that every, the mini weekly challenges make every round different because you can swap those out. So, um, but yeah, it was after the first week that I was like, this is, this is something cool and, and fun. And I better, better stop getting nervous on these live videos because I feel like I'll be doing these for a while. <laughs> so this episode was brought to you by the team at Rewind, a trusted Shopify app since 2015. If you're a Shopify partner, join leading agencies like the Taproom, Milk Bottle Labs, BVA, and more in the Rewind Agency Partner Program. You can earn up to $1,000 for recommending Rewind to your clients, and you could rest easy knowing that the hard work you've done for your clients is protected. 
If you're a merchant, feel confident and enjoy peace of mind that your store is always safe with automated backups. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Learn more by looking up Rewind in the Shopify App Store or visit Rewind.com. Mention the unofficial Shopify podcast and you'll get your first month free. That's Rewind.com. Did you ever run into issues with content moderation? Right, You have a, a Facebook group with thousands of people in it and eventually over 10,000 people. Um, the thing that always concerns me about growing a Facebook group is like spam or you know j- just crappy comments and negativity. And that's really – it's not been an issue for us. Um, certainly like yeah, it happens, but you just delete it and move on. Um, I'm wondering at a larger scale – and a very engaged, active group. Uh, did you ever ever have moderation issues you had to deal with? I wouldn't call them issues. Of course, uh, of course, spam will get in any Facebook group and stuff. But I, it was a private group, and they had to answer answer questions to get in. Um, and they had to like make a mic. They had to do a pledge. They had to do their pledge and the questions to join um, to enter because I only I only wanted people that actually wanted to be there. Um, and a lot of people would invite like their entire friends list. And um, if their friends didn't answer the questions, you know, we didn't we didn't we didn't let everybody in because I just wanted people that knew what was going on in that group to be there and and no one else. So I kept it very um, filtered. All you had to do is answer questions. You know, you didn't even have to be a customer. You just had to answer the questions and show, yes, here's my micro commitment. But then you'll still get people that that do your questions and join your group that post spam and stuff. But every single round before we start um, at our like kickoff event, we talk about the rules and how we'll delete posts and um, everything like that. And I would say we probably only delete like one post like every other week. You know, it's not it's not a problem or like it's not overwhelming. And I've set up like alerts and stuff to make sure we never miss anything like that. Uh, and I noticed. I don't know if you you have messed with these tools. Facebook added, um, uh, like the the admin assistant, where they've got automation rules now. Mm-hmm. Where it'll be like, yeah. all right, if this comment, you know, if this post gets a hundred something comments in one hour, lock the comments. Or if it gets reported one, twice, lock the comments. If it gets reported four times, delete it. Yep. And so. Uh, yeah, you can set that kind of stuff up. Yeah, that's a new thing. At least it showed up in my account in the last last several weeks. That certainly mitigates i think some of the fear about like oh no what happens if my group's really on my side it's a silly question because it's like all right what do you do if your group's too big and too successful right (laughs) that's the flip side of the like what if i can't manage what if i can't moderate it it's like oh well it's a good problem to have buddy yeah well and the other thing is that like you're like how i talk about the little troops that you're building like the community and the members of your group become very like they take a huge amount of ownership of your community. Like they love it and they care about it. And so like, if anything gets by us or the moderation filters or anything like that, they're, they're going to report it and make sure like things get taken out. Um, and so, yeah, that's like the biggest thing is that when you start building up, building it up and the bigger it gets just your army of troops are getting bigger that are watching for you too and making sure that it stays relevant. Um, cause we also keep our customer service out of the group as well. You know, that's one thing just because like we, lo- we always cared about customer service and actually like, really want to make sure your problems get solved. And if it become, if it became a standard for them to think they could ask their customer service questions in the group, we're not going to see it all. There's so many posts yeah. every single day. So, so we just say, Hey guys, not that we don't want to take care of you. Of course we do, but just 
please email us, you know, and we'll get that taken care of. So that's a standard. People know it. Um, you just start creating these standards within your community that the, your loyal customers know and, and they help uphold, you know. I like the, I don't think it can be, I don't think the value of the questions up front can be understated. The moment you ask any questions at all of people joining the group, you separate uh, the wheat from the chaff. You find the engaged people because the, the someone who, who's not engaged and just like join, ju- like just clicking join on Facebook groups, they're not going to bother to answer the questions. And so mm-hmm. you know right away, like okay, that person was not here to add any value and probably wasn't going to get any value out of it. So you just decline them. Exactly. And I would much rather have a smaller group than a large group with people that that don't want to be there yep. or don't know why they're there for sure with facebook groups uh definitely quality over quantity helps a lot and so in your case the your niche is, is health and wellness and i think one of the the tough parts about community is a lot of brands go well i don't know that that would work for me like yeah that's great for alicia is that my uh, i'm a special snowflake my brand well it won't work for my brand you know, does this work? Right. Can this be made to work with any niche? Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's, I think that's the thing I've been really excited about lately is I've been working with uh, several different clients and building theirs. And they're all different from consumables to apparel to um, drop shipping. You know, like there's uh, so many different niches that I've been able to assist on uh, and just seeing how we're able to get this t- to duplicate as well for them. Um, but, but the biggest thing that I, I remind everyone or I talk about is there is a problem that somebody's trying to solve when they come to you. You know, there's something that they're trying to solve in their life. And um, I don't remember who said it, but Russell Brunson quoted it. You know, every product leads back, every product or service solves uh, something in health, wealth, relationship. Those are like the core problems people have is, and, and every product and service serves one of those, you know, something in their health, something in uh, having to do with their wealth or something having to do with their relationships. And so that's like the first step that I have people do is that whiteboard that I talked about earlier. Um, you don't have to go buy yourself a large whiteboard. That was just fun for me, (laughs) but like to brainstorm, like to put it down and say, here's my customer. They're coming to me to solve this problem. Um, like I think the example Russell Brunson gave was for razors, you know, you wouldn't think that that's solving relationship problems. Um, but like a challenge, like if you were just to sell a physical product, like a razor, you're like, what direct point A to point B is, is the person customer trying to solve when they're buying a razor, you know? And, and he talks a lot about, um, you know, relationship with themselves as like a professional in their career with women, you know, all those kind of things you can create frameworks for or a challenge around um, because there is something that your customers are trying to solve regardless of your problem, that people only buy things because there's something to do with their health, wealth, or relationship that they're trying to solve. So that's the first step I have people do is like, let's brainstorm, you know, let's like, let's write down all your customers' problems, where they are, where they would like to be and their objections, and how can we help you know, get them to that point. Uh, yeah, it sounds, so. in hearing you explain it, it you make it sound easy and obvious. And the reality is it, it isn't, right? It is something you no, have to yeah. sit down and think about. And you have to, the chances are like the early version of your answers to those questions are going to be based on your own experience, which is fine. But as you develop that relationship with your customers, ah, the they'll change and they'll evolve and it'll firm up. And, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I had it almost right, but 
we've added a lot of detail here. And sometimes you get brands where it's like they were successful in spite of themselves and had no idea. Like you don't know what you don't know until you really start to know people. No, exactly. And that, that's you're exactly right. I mean, when I it took me over a week to really figure out what the heck to do with my customers and, and like what exactly that they were looking to achieve. But then as soon as I did this exercise and I actually spent the time, I, it just seems so obvious now. But it's it's not like you, it, it takes the work of like really sitting down um, and trying to understand like what what problems your customers are trying to solve when they come to you. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of an exercise, but every single product or service solves something. Uh, and then, go ahead. yeah, sorry, last thing. And then when you, when they join your challenge and you start doing like your weekly focuses, uh, that was like that roadmap that we talked about. Um, I would ask my customers all the time, like, did, what, what was your favorite weekly challenge? What was, what would you like us to do next? And so a lot of the future challenges had been completely designed by their needs, you know? So you just, you get your first one out, you get your first challenge built, um, and, and, and literally, like I was, I was saying, like, let them know that they're the pioneers. They're building this with you. Figure out what their problems are together, like hand in hand. And then your future challenges, well, you'll know exactly because now you know your customers and you've talked with them like that. I, I agree with and love and am energized by everything you've told us. And I am so grateful to finally have someone who can explain better than I could all right, here's what goes into building a community because it has become – it was always important. It has become more valuable and more important than ever. You have it, – it sounds like you have you have a course. You have something to offer us uh, based on your experience. Tell me about it. Pitch me on it. T- sell me. Pitch please, <laughs> give me the excuse yeah. to give you money. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So after after we sold our business, I wasn't even sure what the heck I wanted to do. But I just got so passionate about uh, challenges and, and my community in this sense. So um, that's when I realized that a lot more people could benefit. And I, I created Challenge Makers. So it's challengemakers.com. Um, and if you go there right now, I have an hour long class where I just talk about it's a free class where I go through this a lot more in depth uh, and especially like the avatar like understanding your customers problems and desires and like trying to figure out exactly what you could do as a brand to help them get from point a to point b um so that is just available on challengemakers.com and it's just a free class right now and then after that um I have some course and trainings where I can help you um, go through this and, you know, some one-on-one coaching if you wanted to brainstorm ideas uh, and make sure we get like the perfect challenge objective nailed down for your business and everything. Alicia, thank you so much. This has been uh, inspiring and insightful and informative. And certainly please check out challengemakers.com. Thank you again. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Privy is the fastest way to grow sales with email and SMS. You can build your list, save abandoned carts, send money making emails and texts, and more, all in one place. Plus, you'll get coaching and support from e-commerce experts no matter where you start. Privy is the number one rated sales app on Shopify and has helped merchants deliver over 7 billion in online sales. Join the thousands of merchants growing with Privy by signing up for a free 15-day trial today. Just head over to privy.com slash unofficial Shopify to get started. That's P-R-I-V-Y dot com slash unofficial Shopify. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe.
If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at ethercycle.com. Thanks for listening.